You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast for creatives hosted by me, Jordan Heffler, a photographer, creative entrepreneur, and hot mess in her 20s who can't stop monetizing her hobbies. I've spent the better half of the last decade trying to navigate the solopreneur space, and honestly, it's like the Wild West. Through candid guest interviews and solo manifestos, Do What You Want Radio shares the empowering yet humbling side of what it actually takes to do what you want. So grab a beer, tune in, gird your loins, and get ready to rewind because I talk really fast. We're about to learn about the wild ride that is creative entrepreneurship. Hello, this is Jordan Heffler. We are back with Do What You Want Radio. It has been a super duper duper long hiatus. It's been over a year, I'm pretty sure. Who's counting? I'm here with Patty G, my first guest I've had in many, many moons. It's my first guest I've had in my new house. I also mentioned I would eventually try to get a new space to record in, but that also has still not happened. So we are once again back at my table with a blanket on it, just in a new location. And uh, I have Patty G. He is from the Patty G Show, and we were talking kind of trying to talk about this before about defining the show it's hard to define because it's like a podcast but it's also like a video show so we're going to talk about all that kind of fun stuff how are you doing patty g i'm doing fantastic thank you so much for having me no thanks for getting me out of my slump patty kind of just like came at me on twitter and was like let's get your podcast going i did at you yeah. I added you and you were, you were, cause you said something. Cause I was complaining about my life as per usual. Uh, yeah. You're complaining like, oh, I wish I was still doing the show. I wish I was still doing I said doing I was a has-been. Oh, has-been for podcasting. Well, I was talking about photography, but in general, I'm a, I'm a has-been in all realms of life. Like due to COVID, which is not hundred percent my fault, but it is my fault for not having picked up some stuff that I conveniently used COVID as an excuse to, you know, kill off. Like my podcast. COVID's a good excuse. It's a great excuse. Especially in 21. Yeah, especially. So, yeah, so Patty G had me on his show back during quarantine. Um, It was one of the few things I did, I think, during quarantine that was, like, uh, (laughs) relevant to my career. So uh, (laughs) that was fun. It was on Facebook, from what I remember, right? Or no, it was like a... So we did, so I did StreamYard. StreamYard, yes. So, because I had to do, I think I'd have, I went back and counted this the other day, and I'm terrible because normally I'm good with the numbers. I think I did either six or eight virtual episodes. Okay. So, it was for a span of like a month and a half to two months, I recorded virtual episodes, mm-hmm. and you were one of those virtual episodes. Yes. And so, we used StreamYard to then project to Facebook. And okay. so, the cool thing I liked about StreamYard was it also saved the video to my computer while simultaneously projecting into Facebook. That's amazing. So then you can put that thing on YouTube or anywhere else. And that's what I did. So I ended up putting it on YouTube. And at the time, I had a lot more free time somehow. Um, was simultaneously studying for the CPA exam. And so I was able to take that and clip it up and make clips. So like yours, I think I clipped up two or three times and made like an IGTV video. Yes, yes. And then put it on Pinterest. And then I think yours made it to TikTok I'm not 100. I think it did because I think I like duetted it, and it yes, was like you were like, "Oh, I do have good things to say," <laughs> and I was like, yes, "Yes, that's why I clipped it." Well, let's talk about all that. So so far, you've already dropped the name of one tool called Streamyard that I don't know anything about, um, and so I, it sounds like even just talking to you right before this that you you're pretty much in the know with all the tech and like the the softwares and the tools and the ins and outs of the podcast world. At least more than me, for sure. <laughs> I would say I know enough to be dangerous. I don't know everything. Well, you know a lot. Like, I put my mic on. I was like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, let's do this with it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's 
So a, a part of me, before I dive into anything, I research the living daylights out of it. Oh, so you're like my boyfriend. So like, e- and even if I, so like for now, for example, I know we're jumping all around a timeline here, but for now, like as of right now in 21, I've got a production team, right? Yes. And so they handle all of the audio, the wonderful. video, the yes. photos. It is, um, it was, it's it looks well really top notch investment. Let them know they're doing a great job. It looks great. Yeah. When Flashbang just crushes it every single time they come in and do it. And so, but before that, I had all the knowledge of how to do it all. Right. Like, I knew the cameras, I knew the tech, I knew the gear, I knew all the back end. So, it's not like I was hiring them and saying, blindfully, I trust you. Right. You already what knew doing. what you were looking for. I knew what for. I wanted, and they knew that. And then even before, so I went to high school with the owner of okay. the company. And even before I hired them, although I knew them from high school, I watched, I think, 10 or 12 hours worth of their content. So you went to like content school. Yeah, so that I like went university and just, of content. Basically, which is something I do for everything is like yeah. research, research, research. And so when I reached out to them, like he was okay, like do you want us to send us like some work of them before? I'm like, no. It's like I've already looked at ten I, I already know what you do. I already own stock in your company. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like I've already invested in your second round of funding. Like come on. You know it was yeah. but that but that's what it was. I I researched so I go in not blind. But I know enough to either hold a conversation or hold my own. Right. And then when it gets into the details, I have to take another step back, do more research, and then come back. With if it's the like details, details you just have to go to the bathroom or something. That, like, that, that's just right. Like, yeah. Hang on. Politely. Uh, uh, wife's calling. Hello. Hello. <laughs> politely excuse yourself from the conversation. I do right. a lot of smiling and I, uh huh, uh huh. I've never been good with gear, but I know enough to get by. Like I was telling him before this that I use currently um, GarageBand to edit my uh, podcasts, and I don't know if that's like frowned upon or not, but I used to cut my cheerleading music on GarageBand in high school, so I'm pretty much a pro. Yeah, GarageBand works really well. I did, so I did Audacity was the program Uh, I used only because I used it in college. Wait, is that Adobe's version? Um, No, that's Audacity. No, Adobe's Adobe Pro. For audio? I thought it started with an A. Audio? I don't know. I've heard of Audacity, but... I don't, um, I don't know if it's done by... No, Adobe Premiere. I'm, Premiere's move... Well, I don't know. I have all the Creative Cloud stuff, so I've always yeah. been like, oh, why don't I just use the Adobe version of whatever GarageBand and, is because I have it. And but they it's do. too confusing. Adobe, because that's what the radio station uses. That's what Guarantee Broadcasting use. Mm-hmm. They use a version of Adobe, and that's what they use all their audio clippings for. But I use Audacity because it's what I used in college, because it's a free tool that I had to use for an English class because we had to actually make a podcast. Oh, nice. Ahead and, of your time. Right. And like little did I know then, oh, I'm going to do this one day. Yeah. But they have like legit in the communications college, they have a podcasting booth. Or at least they did back when I was at LSU. They had these podcasting booths you could rent space in. You can just fill out your, you know, the time slot you want to go and you can go. It's free. It's a, you know, it's a tool students at the university can use. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to use Audacity with that. And you can import import music, you can import other clips, you can clip it, shrink it, do whatever you need to do, adjust volumes. It's very user-friendly, and I loved it. And I used it from September of 19 all the way through, I want to say, May of 20. Okay. And then I picked up my first producer, who was a friend of a friend of mine, who was a friend of a guest. So he was a friend of a guest, and he came on, Carl, and he did producing for me. Mm-hmm. And it was he did stuff with Chase, right? Yes, I met so, him I, so okay. I, had, I had Chase on the show, and then Carl became the producer of the show for a few months or something. And then, you know, come to the end of the year, things got out of out of control. I started booking Gob's number of shows. Yeah, you have a lot of episodes. It, it, it just became a lot, right? And so then at the end of the year, I was like, okay, I want to go and find 
a different like go up another level like a team right yeah. I want to find a team so it's not all on one person's shoulders right right and so I'm like great so then I called up my buddy in December of 20 and said hey I'm doing a show I want you I want to hire you start quoting me some prices and so then he quoted me the prices I said great that works for me and then I started in 21 he showed up with a five-man crew and I was like oh snap this is real <laughs> this is real this is no longer little leagues like we did our yeah. first episode out at Point Marie Okay, and yeah. we did it with Hoopla in 21. And we, this, when I walked in, because I showed up naturally late, and when I walked in and the whole thing was set up, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, they built fake walls to buffer oh. the road noise. Oh. Like, they well, had I have a blanket blank. on my table. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, no, that's, like, real deal. It's, it's It was a whole different ball, a whole different Hey, sport. it shows, though, because that's, like, the one thing that I really noticed is, like, you have, a, like, a really high-quality photo with all of your guests for, like, each episode, like, the whole video component. Once I started seeing you do video stuff, I was like, oh, no, man, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting in all that, which I, I do think about still. Like, if I can figure out a better space to record where I can have something branded like behind me. I would love to do like video because then so, you're killing two birds with one stone and you can have double the content. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And as I'm reaching through my backpack, I'm going to show you what I use to film the lives with. Show me. So um, what I do for the lives, right, is what I would recommend for you to start out with. The camera is as big as my palm. Yeah, it's like a GoPro. It's a Mevo. Mevo, so, M-E-V-O. Okay. M-E-V-O. So this records and downloads to a micro SD card in the back simultaneously in 1080p. Okay, so kind of like GoPro. So kind of like a GoPro, but you can also set this up, and it's got a wide a wide angle. That, is it the one that Jay and Chuck and them use at? No, they use something different. Well, whatever they use, I'm always in the corner. I look like a meatball because it, like, <laughs> distorts my body so much. I'm, like, 18 feet wide. No, they use, uh, I don't know the name brand it's just super. It's just a wide lens, but I'm always yeah. in, like, the corner of it. But And so some, something like that you could set up, you know, over here to the right of me and have your branding behind you and still right. capture all that, you know, koozies yeah. or what have you. You can do whatever you need, and you can still get that video element, and you can stream live or you can just record it to the actual camera on SD card. So the camera connects to your live platform. Correct. So I have an app stream. I have an app on my phone and on my iPad and you can stream if you pay for it. Uh, I'm low buck, so I don't pay for a lot of subscriptions. Hey, but if it's worth it, it's worth it. That's and so it, it is that's the next step, right? The next step is once I solidify a few more out outlaying sponsors to then go ahead and start paying for the subscription so I can stream to multiple platforms. So you can stream to as many, I think it's like 10 different platforms simultaneously. Are there even 10 platforms to stream to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what? YouTube, so, Facebook, Instagram? Twitter, LinkedIn. Does Twitter have streaming? You can stream on LinkedIn? Yeah. So you have to apply to be able to stream on LinkedIn. I'm so out of the loop, man. And you can and you can also stream on Twitter. You can stream on Twitch. Oh, I, I've heard of Twitch. Vimeo. I've never messed with that. Okay. There, so there's, there, there's a plethora of platforms, and they have a few others that are really small names. But I'm like, ah, I don't want to know if I want to deal with those. Yeah. So, yeah. But something like that's a great way to start with video. You don't have to get, I mean, they bring yeah. in two, like, 4K cameras and, like, four different lights. I mean, you walk in, when we yeah. do it at Earl's, it shows, and you though, walk in, it's like a studio. Like, it's like shows. a TV studio. It definitely shows. Well, and so that's, like, the hardest part for me is because, like, since I'm a photographer and just a creative person in general, I know how to do so much of the so much of that. Right. And I get bogged down and feeling like I need to do it all myself. Because I have a very, like, DIY mentality. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, I mean, you got to watch your bucks. And, like, for 
ever I've never really had a sponsor for this podcast like it's never made any money if anything it's been it's made money in terms of like it's marketing for me maybe someone heard about it hired me but you know it hasn't like directly right made any money I've never tried to get sponsors I've never looked into it I didn't know how many listeners I needed to have whatever and so therefore I was never trying to put that much money in it however I was spending a subscription every month to host it until you told me (laughs) to go to anchor anchor to go to anchor i did not know anchor was free i had heard of it but i was like oh i'm just using this other site because it's what i read online to use so i was like great and i was paying like 12 bucks a month for it which i was like that's not so bad like it's probably just like a small investment into like branding myself whatever it's like a netflix subscription right but then i didn't do my podcast for almost a year and i was still paying 12 dollars a month for not uploading anything and i just kept putting off looking into anchor because we did our show on your page march of last year something like that march or april it was it was early on yeah the the whole lockdown yeah and so you told me about it then and all year i kept thinking like oh, i need to look into that and I just didn't know how big of a deal it would be to like transfer my stuff over. I really did it all like in a day. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's super. They make it so the easy. The only thing I had to do was redirect every because I make a blog post for every episode to make SEO because like since I'm starting to do that. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt, as you can see. Like if you do it all yourself, like it's just like one more thing to do. And so all I had to do that took so long was go to each blog post and reroute the um, the player that I had like coded into it because it was yeah. on a new platform. Because because you pull the um, the RSS code or the, whatever. You, you pull you pull the actual episode embed code. Yeah. And so which I'm having some trouble right now with WordPress WordPress because that's what I use for my hosting site for uh-huh. my website linking up with Anchor because it'll pull the previous week's episode. So mm. I don't know if there's a lag time or something. Yeah. Plus my shows are going live at like 4.30 in the morning. So I'm like posting on the stuff super early and like as soon as it gets posted, I blast it across all uh-huh. six different platforms. So yeah, doing a new blog post for every episode is time. Well, and I had like 50 something episodes, so not like a ton, but like that's enough like to go through every single one and re-code it's it. It's time consuming. It took a, th- yeah, but other than that, switching to Anchor was really so seamless. Like this is not an ad, but like maybe it should be. And it, <laughs> I know that you can do sponsored things through you them, through their Anchor. site. You can do an Anchor sponsorship. That's a, yeah, that's what that's I saw. 15, I just haven't recorded it yet. 15 bucks CPM, man. Yeah, I haven't uh, recorded it yet. I haven't done anything yet, as you can see, but <laughs> I, I, I never wanted to like necessarily quit my podcast quote unquote it's just kind of like it i got so burned out so fast and so like someone like you who's done so many episodes like how do you stay away from being burned out or like have you felt that at all yet or are you still excited about the process or so i keep a mentality of process over profits right Mm -hmm. so i love what i do down to what i do during the day before i go podcasting right Mm -hmm. And so having the love of the process and the love of the actual craft itself is what is able to keep me going. I mean, we're coming up on episode 77 this week, yeah, right? Yeah, congrats. And thank you. And so we do one every week, and it's I never, I never have gotten burned out like, oh, there's so many episodes. Like, there's so many things. There's so many people to do. Mm-hmm. I'm booked till, like, July right now. And That's we're, amazing. we're recording this in March. So, like, I've got a show in August already booked as well. And so that never, in my head, it's never like overwhelming of so much coming at me, so many episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm only recording one a week, right? So it's not so cumbersome and so time consuming, but there are other elements to it. But to stay like focused and like narrow-minded on the actual show, I just love sitting down and chatting with people and learning about their business, learning about their brand. And so like in May, because I'm taking two weeks to go on some trips I've got to record three episodes in a week. So that's my where I production started getting team, 
my production team might get burnt out, but those three days, I'm going to be loving every second of it. Yeah. But I can see when you start recording more shows than one in a week, it's easy to get burned out, especially if you're doing everything yourself. That's 100% how it happened for me. So, like, even though I was releasing them one a week, a lot of times I would book things. Even sometimes I'd have, like, two or three, like, in a day. Yeah. And people are coming to my house, and they want to chat, and then they're there all day. And then it's like, I'm a very social person, but I still need, like, time to recharge for the next go-around, you know? 100%. And it started getting, like, kind of like a Groundhog Day a little bit, because I'd be like, what conversation am I even in? Because, like, sometimes it's a lot of the same questions I ask for people. It might be a new person, but, like... Right. And for them, it's their first conversation with me. But for me, it's, like, my you know, however many I've had. And, and that as a host is something that as a guest you never think about. Right? Yeah. So if you're at a guest coming on a show, you're thinking, okay, great, I've got this interview, I'm going to be so energetic, or, oh, I really don't want to go. And it's like, I'm just going to be be myself, tell my story. But then as the on the host side of the conversation, you're like, okay, this is episode 80 or episode yeah. 100. Like, how do I get this to be unique? How do I get this to have some pizzazz? And I started wondering, like, does anyone even care? Or, you know, there might not be listeners that listen to every single episode. The majority of them probably don't. The majority probably listen to the one they knew that their friend was on or whatever. Exactly. So to them, it's not repetitive to them. But to me, it's like, uh, are people going to be mad that, like, it's kind of the same as last time? It's the same questions, the same whatever. What if this this guest is too similar to another guest I had? Or, Mm -hmm. um, And I started just getting burned out. And, like, it's not hard in like traditional terms, it's not hard to do a podcast. I no. enjoy talking. I push record. I, you <laughs> know, super simple. I don't do a lot of editing. Um, marketing takes the most time, but like it's just tedious. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not hard. It's just tedious. It's just time yes. consuming. The, the the time it takes to go and make that post, mm-hmm. to go and type up the copy. Like for me, I have different copy across every platform. Right, mm-hmm. so the copy on Instagram is going to be different than the copy on Twitter, which is different than the copy on LinkedIn, which is different than the copy on Facebook, which is different than the copy on TikTok, yeah. which is different than the copy on Pinterest. Well, they're all different. It's it's all different worlds. platforms. It's all different worlds. People on the platforms are in a different mindset. Yes, they're on TikTok to to swipe. So those first two and a half, three seconds have got to be you. grabbing attention. And then the rest of it has to maintain that. It has to be uh-huh. a build. It's almost like TikTok is clickbait videos, right? Yes. Because you, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's happening, what's happening? And then they, they hit you with that, subscribe for part two. And I'm like, uh-huh. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but then you go do it. I know, it gets you every time. You, you go do it. And I even noticed, like, even recently on Instagram, the way that they have their captions, like, form, uh, formatted right now, like, is like it only shows you the first sentence now of the caption. Yeah. So now it's it's, like, it's built. It's clickbaity. You have to make the first sentence be like, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> just kidding. Like, right. because you have to just I'm like. I'm quitting my job. JK, I'm yes. starting. <laughs> it's like. But I've been finding that to be very pop, like, um, not popular, what's it called? Uh, I guess successful, I guess, in terms of like it works. putting. Yeah, like recently I've tried to kind of mess with that format in my captions and I've gotten more engagement on those posts because if the first, you know, Sentence is like, I want a contest, or like, I'm selling everything I own, like, Meh. and then like, I elaborate. Yeah. It works, but it's kind of the same but deal with like you're saying, like, with your content, like the video, the first second has to really grab you, or the, else no one cares. Right. And, right. The first second, the first minute. Now, for a podcast, the beauty about it is that audience, again, is different, right? Right. So, whatever, they're there for the long haul. They're there for the long haul. You know, if you look at, like, if you look at some stats and you look at, like, for example, my Facebook stats for the videos. The average attention span is going to be anywhere from 18 to 40 minutes. But on Facebook. Okay. On Facebook. But 
on so you on the low end you've got 18 minutes right somebody's only going to stick around for maybe 18 minutes and that's where the average comes out because i've got a, a bulk of the people that listen they come in and they come in for the long haul because they know it's a long show by now mm-hmm. at least the, the the dedicated followers the new people they kind of they, they would bring that number down but then you go to my my youtube channel the views are lower but the watch time in hours is amazing well, people go on YouTube and they just like they the, the they just set time, up camp. The, they set up camp like the view time is like ninety six percent of my YouTube videos. So they're sitting there for forty eight on the low end, and the full Which is time great. for the for the long. So like it'll be oh great, you had ten hours of view time. I'm like I had ten views. <laughs> like well, but everyone watched but they the whole they thing. watch the whole well, thing. Well, and that I'm goes like, with the whole incredible. quality and quantity argument, right? Like, right. I mean, but that's like that platform too like i know my boyfriend christian will sit on youtube for hours and watch you or guitar people rate gear and stuff but like i don't really watch anything on youtube but i'll stay on tiktok for hours and watch like mm-hmm. ten thousand seven second videos you know it's kind of the same difference yeah, it's it's where their mindset where their headspace is for that particular platform yeah and so going back to that you know that time consuming portion of the show you have to know as a creator or as a producer or as a podcast host you have to know what each platform is. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there willy-nilly by the seat of your pants and, and just post that same copy across every platform. Now, if you've got a massive audience and you've got a very, very loyal fan base, then the algorithm's not going to do anything to you. But if you're trying to build that brand from nothing, you have to be yeah. unique and grab everybody on that platform they're on. And so when I see people, they, they post it on like one of the greatest tools but also the worst tools is the cross post the instagram to facebook yes. i do it and i'm i know it's wrong but i still do it because i'm lazy <laughs> do you know what i mean that's where it's bad like if i had like a client <clears throat> that's not true i do that for i run social media for manship theater and i do it on there too but that's just because it's it's easier so um have but you, yeah have you dabbled with creator studio on facebook here's the thing facebook ruins my life Facebook changes everything about themselves like 40 times like a week and I cannot keep yeah. up. So the Creator Studio looks like it has a bunch of cool bells and whistles. I'm afraid to get to learn any of them because I know they're just going to change it next month. Like they so, always do. I've, I've, I've dived into that world of the Creator Studio. The only bad thing that I don't like about the Creator Studio is the IGTV cover photo parameters are not the same on Instagram on a desktop as they are for the Creator Studio. For Instagram, so that just sounds stupid. It is stupid. So I'll go on Instagram and upload my IGTV on my computer because it's better than doing it on my phone because my phone's out of storage. Blah blah blah. And I'll go upload it on there and I'll use a cover photo that I've got for my drive for my for my team. And it's you know they make it so it's a a, a tall picture. You know it's the horizontal mm-hmm. picture and it fits and it fills the whole thing and everything. I'm like great. And I tried to then go and. Be proactive now that I'm like caught up and the exam's out of the way. I've now got a little bit more time and I've tried to go and schedule out some posts. Well, I like to mix and match photos one day, IGTV another day, photos, Mm. IGTV, photos, IGTV. And so I try to go and schedule posts for Facebook. Not a problem. Okay, put the videos up, put the cover photo on, put all my copy, plug it to my playlist, you know, add the captions, do whatever. I go then go to Instagram in the Creator Studio. You do not meet our IG parameters. I'm about to I'm kick. Like, I'm about to dropkick Instagram I'm across. Like, I use it so they don't have to go on the Instagram.com and upload the video, and I use the same photo, change nothing, and it works perfectly fine. But I'm they just, don't let me schedule. I'm, all, I'm like 
fuming right now just because like I have a bone to pick with Instagram and I have had one for a while now, but they, like Facebook because they're owned by Facebook, right. continue to give us features, change things, do things that no one asked for. They continue they to, think, to not they, think they continue they to not give want. us what we all want, which is just the chronological feed, and that's all we've ever asked for for years now. But I was talking to my hairdresser about this today because I was pissed off about it. Yeah, I got my yellow uh, re-up today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going through some fun times because why not? We're at home most of the time anyways. Um, I was talking to her today about this, how the last two Instagram reels I've uploaded have flagged me for copyright violation. They're like, oh, this video was removed for copyright violation. And both times I was like, is it because I'm sharing like my artwork? Maybe they think the photo in it isn't mine or maybe the, the design right. work isn't mine or something. When it is mine, it's on my page where I share that work all the time. And both times it had something to do with like, oh, the song is uh, the the owner of the song doesn't want it to be viewed in these countries except for like Canada or something. I'm like, why are you Instagram Reels providing a song in your audio library for me to choose right. from if it is going to get flagged for copyright violation and say that it cannot be seen by anyone in so, certain countries? So you used a song that they I we, like they yes. like on the platform on Instagram. The, so they flagged their own song twice, two times in a row, and I'm like. What is the point? You want us to use Reels. It's already stupid because TikTok is completely dominating that space and they're doing it way better. You want us to use this and you're only going to like show our accounts to people if like we use your stupid new features. So we're all trying to do it and then like you're just going to flag me like this makes me not want to do this. Like, You know, like you already don't show my posts to half the people that follow me. You already right. are like trying to make me pay for things. Like you already suck. Why? Why? So I just have a bone to pick with them. I've been in a very bad mood with Instagram. I, I feel it. It's just, I, it's just for stupid stuff. I'm like, just get it together. Like, let let us go back to your early Instagram All days. I want is a toaster filter. Ludwig. Oh, you know the toaster filter Toaster, is. it was the orangey one. At, you know, I like orange. I but know you like orange. Like, 2012 Instagram had one called Toaster, and it was like a fake lens flare, and it had like the border on it. I just want to go back to like dumb posts where I don't have to market my business, where it's not like, where no, likes don't matter. It's just a place for you to like put photos that yeah. have filters on them. Put, put it's the not photo, really a social put the content media. Out you want, right? Also, I want the ability to turn off DMs altogether. Like, I want your account to be able to choose like whether or not you. So you should have be able to do that. No, you can't. I can put on an autoresponder on Facebook, which I do, and it's just like, hey, thanks for reaching out. Please email me. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and I have all the responses to my stories turned off, so people like because that would just like clog up my DMs with like responses to stories, which would act as DMs, which shouldn't be in the DM folder because it's just like. A should response be a sep- to should a, be a story. separate folder. Thank you, because it's like a happy face someone sends me for like my hair or something, and I'm like, no, this is like now, now I can't see the actual messages because like it's all these responses. So I right. turned that off, so that helped. But you cannot, and they have like three different folders for all your crap to go to. There's primary and general, and then they expire after 30 days if you don't get to them fast enough. And so everyone thinks I'm being mean because I don't respond, but I can't do it. I just I need to, <laughs> I just can't. So in other words, if you want to get in touch with Jordan, email her. Email, <laughs> email, email. I have complained about this so many times. And every now and then I'll just like casually go through my DMs and it's like really great like job opportunities that I missed out on. And I'm like, if only they would email me, like it says to in my bio. <sighs> Drink my beer. Hold on. <laughs> so with, with Anchor, you can now actually have people email you your podcast directly. Wait, what does that mean? Say that so again. Like, so like on Anchor, like if you pull up your Anchor site, yes. it says like contact and you can direct that contact to go to your email. Oh, that is genius. That's where all things should always go is so, your email. So and like, I so don't want on all these on separate social media On Instagram, apps. you can have that button. It says contact I me. have that. No one uses it. Uh, they all DM me. They all DM. What's your favorite lens? And I'm like, Ugh. that sounds really mean, but I can't. 
Exactly. You can't. I can't. Because you're it, at, what, 10.8 thousand followers, I think, on Instagram? 10.7. I wish it was 10.8. But I can't get over that hill. I've been stuck there for six months. I'm not bitter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you seem clearly not bitter all at I all. Ever, okay. All I've ever said is I wanted to get past 10,000 so I could have the swipe up feature. Right. I did that. So I'm really not complaining. But I'm worried that I'm too close to that. That you might lose. Yes. All I want is just to get a little bit farther over the hump and then yeah. I can plateau. Don't care. I just don't want to be that person that like sinks back under because that's awkward. That's very awkward. That's so awkward. <laughs> so, but since September, like I hit, ugh, my you computer hit, keeps going to sleep. I hit 10,000 right around my birthday and I was like, yay, yeah. happy birthday to me. And that was in September. And, you said and since like, then I have been at 10.7. It has gone up and down, but never less or more. Mm-hmm. I've been within that hundred Yeah, you've been range. within that range, right? It has not moved. And I just don't even, and I'm not posting anything different. I don't feel it. It's like always the same it's just me, you know, doing things yeah. that I do. So I don't know. It's it, it it's a unique platform <clears throat> that has unique requirements and it's unique stupid. qualifications. It's stupid because we've all accepted it as the end all be all for our identity. I'm yeah, right, I'm our, right there with our, them. It's our like, it's our virtual identity. It's it's the phone book. It's how you find businesses. It's how you find people. It's how you get hired for things, especially in my line of work as a photographer. If I didn't have an Instagram, like I would be missing out on so much quote-unquote free advertising even though instagram like okay now so the second you you start paying you'll see your numbers go up i don't want to pay but going back to the facebook creator studio this is where i'm going back to it i never learned facebook ads and stuff i have tried to like boost things and like target people and i never see any results i feel like i just put money at it and i'm not doing it properly but as soon as i learn how it works like they change how it works and Mm -hmm. i know instagram is you know under that umbrella so i've just really only ever paid for ads and stuff a few times and i've never really seen much of a because yeah. i probably am not doing it right so it, it, there's so i've i've gone down that rabbit hole many a times in how to advertise on social media and was actually doing some social media consulting for a while for brands and for their social pages and how to how do you post what what do you post with how do you pay to post how do you boost a post and there's a lot that has to go in because it's I can't, too much. like for example, if you're like, okay, how should I advertise? I'd be like, okay, well, I have about a hundred questions I have to ask because that's how detailed the ad has to get in order for it to be effective. And that's how I feel like I've never done it <clears throat> properly is because there's so much you have to do to it. And to there's make a thousand an variables. And even if I put like $5 on it, I'm like, I don't even know if it, if anyone saw it. The, $5 can get you nothing. You, you know what I mean? Just to test be, something. I'm like, I don't even know. To test something, you got to spend like, and I'm sure people are going to bash me for it, but you got to spend like 100 bucks. I'm never going to spend $100 on Facebook. And neither will I. I Ever. haven't spent, a, I haven't spent a penny on advertising. Yeah. Like, I'd rather spend that $100 on like maybe like a print ad in a local event somewhere where I know people in my city will see my photography. Yeah. You know, something like that. Like advertising that way. Right. Um, or I've done things like where I've done like these like giveaway things on Instagram and like those are more effective. Giveaways are super effective. You don't retain followers a lot of time, but that's the trouble. It's something. Which so and I've I've looked at my numbers, I've looked at both the followers and the engagement and the reach, because it's all different numbers, right? So like for example, if you go to my page today or I don't know when people will be listening to this, but if you go to the page the date this is recorded, you can see that I'm at like six hundred for Facebook and Instagram. Twitter, I'm at like 65. LinkedIn, I'm like at 1,043 or something like that. And then on TikTok, I'm at like 1,800 or something. And so you see that, and when you're talking to, for example, for like the monetization route of a podcast, those, the people who pay you or the sponsors look at that and go, oh, well, you're so low. 
And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm low, but every one of those followers, go look at my views. Go look at my views on my videos. I reach 20,000 people a month on Facebook. I'm like, well, it doesn't sound like a lot. I only have 600 followers. It's like, so the crowd I have is not here and then hop off, here, hop off, here, yeah. hop off. It's true people that are here for the show. And I'm like, and that's, I, I don't care if I'm if I stay at 600 forever, but my engagement and my numbers and my views go up because mm-hmm. I know the people that are there care about it and are spreading it. Well, and, and over people time it'll grow. following you on social media does not equate to people listening to your podcast. Exactly. It equates to the, maybe the community that supports it, but like that is not it's not the, the right all engagement. All. And there's so many podcasts that I listen to that I don't follow their social media p- platforms at all. Yeah, but like I listen, listen to, to an ep- yeah, or I've told a friend about them and never looked up anything else other than like the one episode, you know. Yeah. So, um, or you you think no one's listening, or you think no one's listen or paying attention to you, and then you meet somebody in the grocery store, like, oh my gosh, I love your show. Like, yeah. my friends talk about it. like six of us will sit in a room and watch it. And I'm like, I have no idea. I know that's cool. That's always so exciting to me because like I do this and. I haven't really in a while, obviously, but I was doing it and I was like killing myself to get an episode out every week or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really have any sponsors. It's not really about the money, but at some point, like it's taking up time from like other paid things I could be doing. Yeah, your and time I'm is getting, valuable. And I'm getting burned out. So it's like, what is the point of this? You know, so I kind of was reaching that point. And um, it was just always so like enlightening to like look at my analytics and be like, oh, like someone downloaded it. I didn't even post about it yet. Like that must mean they're subscribed or like, oh, like this many people like, you know, listen to an episode I had released six weeks ago like why why are they listening to that right now or someone yeah. would come up to you in person and it, it's like if it's reaching one person that's like exciting you know much less more than that the but, power of one but I do want to talk to you about that about sponsors because like you are a podcast that has sponsors so what is that experience like are you reaching out to them are they reaching out to you is it a little bit of both do you use like an app or a platform to like get your name out there it's it's both and mm-hmm. um, initially the way it's set out is I have to the sponsors I have on the show are those I've reached out to because I want them to be associated with the show, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the show is all about local entrepreneurs sharing local stories. So, if I was to go off and get like a Home Depot to come and sponsor the show, it wouldn't make sense. You know, no. it just wouldn't fit. Now, if I went and got like the San Gabriel Hardware Store mm-hmm. or, you know, the Ace under the Perkins Overpass, right. that would make sense. Or if I went and got a local restaurant or a local company, you know, we've got Triton Stone, we've got Alvarez Construction. So they're both local brands, right? And they've also been both past guests. And so that's kind of like, I, br- I don't bring people on with the intention of saying, oh, you're, can you sponsor the show? But if they come on, I'm like, wow, I really love what your company's doing. I want to be able to promote you. How about we talk about this avenue? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then I'll just bring them up in random conversation, even if they don't, because I love right. them so much. And that's what I'm experiencing with the sponsorships is I'm seeking out companies that fit the bio of the show. Mm-hmm. And now it's starting to turn into that effect of companies are reaching out that fit the show. And if they don't fit the show, I say, great, thanks for your reach. Unfortunately, again, I'm not in this to make a whole lot of money. While that hopefully happens one day, great. That's not what I set out to be. So while your check is great, you don't really fit with the mm-hmm. show. I have to turn you down. Like that to me, the most important thing is the authenticity of the show. Right. It's not a sellout. It's not a cop-out for the dollars. So if the brand or the company doesn't fit, they're not going to come on board. Now, do you have that same conversation <clears throat> with potential guests? Like, I know yes. I was partially, well, I was burnt out. I think also, I'm not naming anyone in particular or anything, but, like, I just felt like there was reach. I was reaching a point where I was just saying yes to a lot of people just because they were asking to be on the show, and it wasn't necessarily, like, a good fit or they whatever. Have to be a fit. How do you have that conversation, like... So, what do you tell them? 
Ringo's um, drinking his water. <laughs> it's a little... You and me both, Ringo. You and me both. He's really thirsty. It's a little loud in the background. But that's something that I struggle with. I've still never really technically turned anyone down, and that's the problem. And, you know, so thank you for taking me my time. Well, you're you're relevant. You have a podcast about <laughs> entrepreneurship, it's, right, and it's, so do I. This, so. this is true. It fits. <laughs> so initially the show started out as me reaching out to people mm-hmm. and getting a lot... I can't say I really got a lot of no's reaching out to people to come on the show, I got a lot of no replies. Really? So a handful of larger companies or larger individuals that would reach out to, they just just straight up left me on red and like wouldn't get back to me about coming on the show or just thought I was too little for their time. Whatever the reason, maybe it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter why they didn't get back to me. They didn't get back to me. But over time... All of that kind of got away, and now I've always gotten a reply back just because of the age and the size of the show. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, people are reaching out to me. And if they reach out to me and they're not someone I know of, I always hit them back with, that's so great, I love your interest in the show, can you send me a more detailed write-up about your brand, about who you are, what do you do in the community, why you think you're a good fit for the show? 90% of them don't send anything back. Because they didn't, they're like, oh, he caught me in something. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, this requires extra effort. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm okay with saying that because they're not paying my production team, right? right. I'm paying my production team. Well, that's always been my thing. It's like, it's called Do What You Want Radio. And I'm over here like not doing what I want half the time. So like. <laughs> and so, and you have to, for me, it was always the right, the reply back to them saying, great. I love your enthusiasm for the show. I love your interest in the show. Do X, Y, Z. And then we'll chat and see if you're a good fit. Like, I let him know. I don't say up front no, but I say maybe. Like, let's talk further. And so some people, if they're like, okay, well, you know, there's just so much to be told about me. Like, I don't know if I can fit it all on email. I'm like, great, take me to dinner. Let's chat. I'm not, I don't know you. And the research I've done, I don't feel is adequate. Because I'm sitting with you for 55 minutes. Well, and in my case, I'm like inviting you to my house. Like, do Ex- I want you to know where I exactly. live? Like, who are you? <laughs> exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're coming into your home. You're coming yeah. into this, this safe space. Like, I don't know if I want you to come to my house. Yeah. You know, but because beforehand, I was always doing it in my house as well up until later, the later part of last year and mm-hmm. now this year. And so it was the same thing, right? I don't know if I want you to come to my house. I don't know if my wife's coming to come to my house. Like, right. This is a very intimate space, right? This is our home. And for me, that was like the, the first door they have to get through. While mm-hmm. I try to put up a lot of doors, I want to make sure that I'm getting quality guests to provide quality content. Right. I don't want people just coming up and sitting on the show because they think, oh, now they're going to leverage it and say, or, oh, I'm on the Petty G or show. Or they're it's like, great. I have something to promote that's like, and while that should, that's PR, like, right? Like, it's press. I get it. Yeah. But like, you're not going to come on my show and like dominate the conversation with like what you're trying to promote because like that's not what this is about. And and like, look, if you if you want to do that, we have a price package for that. If you want to come on the show and you want to push something certain and specific, yeah, that's called an ad. Exactly. <laughs> uh, fine. You want a 55 minute long ad? Fine by me. Here's our pricing. Options. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Like 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 <laughs> here, here's our pricing package that we do. And so it it comes it comes for repeat guests, mm. right? Because there's such a backlog of guests that are waiting to come on the show, when I've got repeat guests come and say, "Oh, great, we've got this new thing we're launching. We're gonna come talk about it." I'm like, "Great, here's here's because yeah, you've already passed the first test." I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, here's the package. I'm like, I, I, the show is not at the point where I need repeats. 
or I want repeats. I'm trying to reach everyone in Baton Rouge in the surrounding area, right? Yeah. If I have so many times, if I bring the same person on three or four, five, six times, that's going to get muddled down, right? I don't. Yeah. I have, you know, and I have different, I have different playlists for different people, but that's from one episode, right? And like the micro content. And so I don't want to have playlists from macro content, a full episode. I don't have six episodes of one person. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And if five, ten years down the line I get to that point, sure. But as of right now, sorry, you want to come on for you know round two and really push a big announcement you've got? That's an ad. Yeah, no, that so totally pay is. for an ad. And I've always wondered how that worked because like so many people I've interviewed, I've had interesting conversations with and they – either own their own business or work for a company that I like or it's something local that I, you know, am a loyal brand, you know, customer of or something. And I've always wondered, what is the differentiating factor of, like, you want to come on my podcast versus you want to sponsor it? Because, like, sometimes it's the same difference. And so <laughs> then I get confused because I'm like, is this, like, an advertorial or, like... Yeah, and that's so... For example, you, you take, you know, the Patty G Show, right? We spend 55 minutes talking about your story, your brand. It can be viewed as an ad. Right, you know, we're and we're looking to expand that option to some some other members in the community and sell it as an actual ad, right? You know, as a true monetization of a single episode. But that episode is going to look different than the normal episode, because the normal episode I have a hundred percent creative control. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up with the questions. I'm asking them how I want. If you spring up a topic and I want to go down that rabbit hole, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. You know, but if you want to come on the show and pay for an actual airtime, then you can send me some questions. If you're like, oh, ask me about this, ask me about this, ask me about this, great, let's talk about it. Because now you're paying to be, to have that creative control. When you're a guest and you're not paying for the creative control, it's, you're going to, we're going to talk about what I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I didn't say, okay, great, Jordan, come on your show. Here, talk to me about these six topics. Right. No, I would never. And also, it's just like, I don't know, sometimes, I don't know. Some of the inquiries I get, I'm just like, who are you? And how, I admire the confidence sometimes. I'm like, I would never like just go randomly ask people I don't know. Like, hey, like, let me come to your house and talk to you for an hour on your podcast about so myself. Life, can I come like, so life insurance for an hour on your show? It's just always, I'm always so like shook by people's like, confidence. I, I, more power to you, I guess. Like you probably yeah. get more things on life than I do. Hey, but. <laughs> and you know what? Some people play a numbers game. They yeah. keep doing that over and over and over again until someone says yeah. yes. That's great. You just might not get the yes from me. Right. And so, I mean, like, going back to, like, this is partially how I felt like I was, like, losing control of my show towards, like, the end of 2019. I was like, whatever, I'm going to take a break, get back with it, whatever. And I still don't know how I'm going to move forward, like, in a different way, quote, unquote. But I do think I want to have some of my repeat, you know, guests that I had great conversations with. And by all means, do it. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's going to be more, like, informal, more conversational, whatever. And even this right now, like, I had so many other things in mind I wanted to ask you, and I still will. But, like, this is a wonderful, organic conversation that I feel like is everything I want about this podcast whether it be for creatives or not or whatever was just to kind of like pull back the curtain to see like what's going on behind like an entrepreneur's life like in real life like what are the actual problems we're doing and And I feel like this is a great conversation about that kind of stuff 100% and the the beauty of it is what I do with my show is not what you have to do with your show nor what Joe and Sally have to do with their show. No, right, but if they're all different. Have, if they're all different, if you want to have a guest on 10 times in a row, do it. Right. Like, that's just my show, the way it's formatted and the way I've created it is does not appeal to that side. You know, no, like, I love once that, Once I spend 55 minutes with you talking about your company, 
what else are we going to talk oh, about? Oh, no, no, no. I totally company? understand that. But I, if you bring on somebody that has different, you know, oh, this week we'll talk about podcasting. Next week we'll talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. And you can have those conversations and it's all, like you said, way in the beginning, creating that unique content. Yeah. No, I definitely, um, I can see how, especially if you're like talking to businesses and stuff, like making sure you cover it all in the first time, like it's usually plenty. And we might not cover it all, you know? Yeah. And it may warrant to have a second episode or a second round, but let's do it as a spinoff. Let's not have it disrupt the main feed of the show. Like if you want to, if you want to have, oh, let's do a round two at our office. Cool. Let's just do a Facebook live. Yeah, well, that's okay. So like, this is no interesting. Need, there's no need to bring in a big, big production team and do a whole other podcast episode. Let's just do a Facebook Live. This is an interesting topic that you brought up, and I'm glad you did because I was going to ask you originally when you like hit me up on Twitter and you were like, "Let's get your podcast back going or whatever," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to because I still have like I still all the things I said I was going to do to change it I haven't done, which may not be a bad thing. I'm just kind of like getting back into it, whatever. But what had also coincidentally popped up around the same time that you said that was Clubhouse. And I don't know if you're on Clubhouse or not. I'm on Clubhouse. Okay. I don't use it as I should. I don't either. And I, the few times I have used it, though, I've been like, okay, this is a cool new spot. And it's made me wonder, maybe I don't need Do What You Want Radio, the podcast. Maybe I need Do What You Want, like, the Clubhouse room. And every week it's, like, a new live thing. I don't know. And I've never tried hosting my own, but I've, like, sat in on a few. I've talked in a couple of different photography ones. And I've really enjoyed the platform as a whole. And I was curious to get your take on, like, what do you think – the future for that platform is and like are you planning on utilizing it for the Patty G show in any way I, I want to I still haven't spent enough time figuring out how to utilize it Same. <laughs> because well especially like for example using it within the format of the show and making it fit within the show as it is now it's challenging right mm-hmm. because my audio guy is 12 feet away from me while I'm recording the show but for you know for that platform, you got to be like right up in front of you, you know. You well, and it's, be like it's on your phone. It. There's really no phone. bells and whistles to it. Yeah, there, there's no bells and whistles, but I can't. I feel like for that platform, I can't have my show in the format it is because my show is between me and somebody else. Mm-hmm. That platform opens up multiple people interjecting. So if somebody's like, "Hey, come on board, come on the show, and we'll do a clubhouse episode." I'll be like, cool, let's do it. Let's do a clubhouse episode of the Patty G. So if somebody's listening and they were a previous guest and they want to come on for a second time, let's do it on the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Like that would be something I'm open to doing. Right, because it's be- like doing it's, a Facebook it's, Live or it's something. It's like doing a Facebook Live. It's like doing a podcast episode. It just does not get the permanency of a podcast episode right. within my flow, right? Because, at again, at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to the creative. It's the creative's content, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's our baby, you know? Just as the business owners I, I bring on, their business is their baby. The podcast and the show our is, content is, 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 our baby, is, yeah. is our baby, right? For content creators, that's our baby is what we create and what we put out there. And we have it in the order we want. You know, if somebody came to you and said, Jordan, you know, yours a little bit too much orange. Why don't you change it and go a different color? <laughs> I'd be like, why don't you unfollow me? <laughs> exactly. Like, so easy. <laughs> it's, it's exactly it's the same thing. Like, hey, why don't you yeah. change your order? Like, why can't I jump in like between the next episode? And it's like, okay, wait. I got people waiting. Go till, start your own podcast. Like, like get go out start here. your own show. Like, get out of here. And, you and, can't sit with us. And, you can sit with us. But you just can't talk with <laughs> you us. You can't talk. <laughs> you can sit with us, but you're mute. That's right. You go. You're you're the person we have to mute for this for the Zoom call. Yes, yes. And, and that you know is another conversation to be had with these businesses. Is okay, great. You see the value in the platform. Why don't you create your own podcast and I'll help you? 
Yeah, you just flip it on them, basically. Yeah, why don't you create yeah. your own show? You've got an audience. You've got a brand. You've got a website. All you have to do is integrate a podcast into it, and now you can create your own content whenever you want. Right. You can come up and do an hour-long episode about a new release you got. You can come up and do X, Y, Z, whatever you want to do. And it's not, like to me, podcasting is essentially, like it's not a new medium. It's like the radio. Like the radio shows in like the 40s are what people were like listening to before television, right? Like they were listening to like Who's on First and all these different like crime shows and stuff on the radio. And it was essentially what podcasting is, right? And podcasting has gained popularity again, but it's by no means like, you know, reinventing the wheel it's no, just it's, it's it's the radio without censorship and like more people in the market now it's like saturated yeah. which is fine but like everyone has everyone has someone they want to listen to yeah and they have their own people they want to listen to which is great because there is an abundance of people out there there's an abundance of consumers out there there's an abundance of content out there it's not like if jordan's podcast gets so big my podcast is going to get smaller you no know? It, it's, it's not the case but for some reason, people tend to have a mindset of, oh, well, I have to do what I have to do to make me big. It's like, well, you can make this other person big at the same time. You know, right. we grow together as a community. There's so much room for everyone to grow that every business can have a podcast and talk about whatever they want. They can right. talk about business news. They can even do it just an internal podcast if it's big enough. Hey, guys, this is our weekly lineup of what projects we're working on, of what XYZ we've got going on, and then send it out in an, e- in an internal email to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it for that within a business. I always equate that kind of mentality to, like, people who want to start, like, oh, I want to, like, start blogging, or I want to start a business doing this, or whatever. And it's, like, everyone's afraid to do it because everyone already else has done it. And, like, there's this thing in art school we always used to say, like, it's all been done before. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, everything cool has already happened. Like essentially, like yeah. there's no there's no new original idea you can have. There's just not. Um, but did that stop? Like you probably have like three different places you like to get hamburgers at. You probably have like four different rock bands that you like all their music just the same. Like it's the same difference, but people seem to think of content creation as like this all or nothing thing. Where like oh, some other girl's already like posting her outfits and she lives in Baton Rouge too, so I can't post my outfits. It's like that's stupid. Like you know how many yeah. different pizza places <laughs> they have in Baton Rouge? You know what I mean? It's exactly. the same difference and yeah. like everyone's going to have their favorite pizza place and you could be someone's favorite like pizza place but you won't know it until you like do the thing that you're trying to do 100% every for a podcast what I always say is every host is different you're not going to have the exact same host for every you're not going to have two people two individually separate people be the exact same for their show right it may be similar they may have similarities it could be very close but it's not going to be the exact same so that content then is going to be different well, going back to not reinventing the wheel, how many things can you really do with a podcast? It's essentially always going to be a conversation between one or more people, yeah. right? So it's like, <laughs> how creative can you really get with a podcast? Like, and I think that's what I've been beating myself up about. It's like, oh, like every podcast is the same, or like when I come back, I want to like do something different. But then I'm like, what even would I do? I would still be talking to people. Like, it is just what a podcast is. So it's like you can't really overthink it. You kind of yeah. just have to like go for it and and hope that the conversations are like organic and natural. But um, or have it scripted if that's what you're into. If that's what you're into too, because I listen to so many like true crime podcasts and stuff, and they if it's they were so not scripted, scripted, they would be a hot mess. Like, oh, it's so scripted, so polished, so yes, edited. with the audio like it's effects great. and everything. That's that's awesome. I listen to Serial. You amazing, know? amazing podcast. So totally scripted. Yeah. So totally edited, but you know what? 
I was in for. It wouldn't have been any other, like, successful any other way. It it can't, there are some shows that allow themselves to be scripted and some shows that allow themselves to be free. Yeah, no, this is 100% an unscripted show. (laughs) Oh, wait, what page are we on? Sorry, I lost lost my notes. (laughs) I don't do any really preparation, but other than, like, just following up on the person I'm about to interview to make sure I'm, like, up to date with what's going on with them, but that's about it, but... Um, I do want to ask you a couple more questions that I've been meaning to ask you, but we've been chatting so much, which is good. Um, you have a podcast about entrepreneurship. Yes. You said you're a CPA. Yes. So tell me about your entrepreneurship journey because like, I'm confused about that. I, and so many people are. Um, so my, my entrepreneurial journey started probably when I, I think it started when I was 11. Very so, specific. Well, because my brother was 16 and he had a truck. Okay. So that's why I started when I was because he's five years older than me. And so it started as 11 with a lawn company, right? You know, what every boy does when they're young. So me and I had two older brothers, and so we cut grass for years. And that was my first taste of owning a business and being an entrepreneur. And then once my brothers went off to college, I kept it running whenever I got my own vehicle, and so I kept the business going for a while. And then when I was like 14 or 15, so the, the lawn care obviously went past this age but at that age i started doing other stuff i started a paracord bracelet company at one point in time i started making paracord bracelets dog collars necklaces you name it i was making it and just straight up selling on the street like not on on the street but like (laughs) to my friends like like word of mouth yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like like word of mouth like oh i saw you made joe's dog's collar i love it can you make me one sure no problem what colors do you want and i'll make it boom 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 YouTube was my friend back then. I learned how to do everything on YouTube and reading yeah. articles. It's still so, the case. <laughs> it's still the case. So then I started. My neighbor needed some help um, throwing hay because I lived at this time out in Sunshine, Louisiana, which is really only by La Berge. So while you think Sunshine's way out there, it's like 15 minutes from Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. But it's like another world out there sometimes. It's oh, like it the is. the country. Oh, it is. Like I rode, my, I rode our, one of our horses to go to my neighbor's house Just one that time. sentence, yeah. It's like I, country. I drove a tractor to go throw hay when I was like 14. You know, I drove one of the farm trucks when I was like uh, allegedly 13 to go like down River Road. You yeah. Know, like a major highway to go, go work and everything. And so I started throwing hay at like 14, 15, 16, and all through college at 25 cents a bale. And so this aspect of doing work and earning the money outside of like a nine to five or mm-hmm. something was really attractive to me. Then I started working at Roberto's River Road Restaurant as a busser. I still haven't been there. I hear it's great. It's so good. So worth the drive. I need to go. Okay. So then after all of that, then I started working for my parents' company, which is a plumbing contracting company in the industrial sector. And then simultaneously, I got a job at an accounting firm, but it still was never scratching that itch, Mm -hmm. right? That entrepreneurial itch. Well, I mean, I could tell you right now, accounting would never scratch my itch. That's just never (laughs) going to... It doesn't scratch many people's itch (laughs) at all, to say the least. (laughs) So then I started, I majored in accounting at LSU for the first two to three years. And because I always knew I wanted to start my own business. Mm -hmm. So during college, you know, while everybody else was out partying and hitting up Tigerland and all that stuff. I think I went there one time in my four-year span at LSU. Oh, I lived there. Absolutely lived there. But that's another story. So I then started this seafood distribution company with a buddy of mine. This is what I need more information on. I heard you talk about this in one of your episodes. So I started a a seafood wholesaling company where we would buy local product in either Chauvin or Grand Isle, South Louisiana, and sell it on the east and west coast. So we were selling shrimp. 
So you're a flipping shrimp. So we were flipping shrimp. <laughs> flipping fish. And so legit, I was an intern at the accounting firm, and every lunch hour, I would make cold calls to the East and West Coast, like big top dog name players in the seafood world. And I think I did 500 phone calls, and all of them were no. And then I got one yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just sold shrimp. So then Slinging I, shrimp. So legit. And so I, I, then I called the supplier, and I said, hey, I need this size shrimp, and I need this many. He goes, okay, well, that's going to be some time, and also I need you to pay for all that up front. And I'm like, huh? So then I got a real hard lesson about cash and capital. <laughs> Man, this is like, it sounds like every like show I've watched about like drug dealing, but like with shrimp instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're always like needing the money up front, but then they don't got it, and then you gotta exactly. get it. And I was like, okay, I was like, okay, well, I can't, I can't fund this shrimp order, and they're on like 30, 45 day terms for this for the buyer. I'm like, I can't make that work. So then I said, okay, well, I need to put the shrimp selling on hold. Now that I've proven to myself that I can make enough phone calls and get a yes, yeah, I can sell it. So then it morphed into a lifestyle brand where we started selling T-shirts. So then mm. a buddy of mine was an engineer. Who was a he was a creative engineer. He liked to draw and also do some cinematography. So he made a, a, a couple Halo films that I was a part of, and they're still on YouTube. If anyone's in, interested enough, this always goes back to YouTube. Um, and also some speech and debate days are on YouTube in high school <laughs> that I played. Uh, we did Gone with the Wind, and I played uh, Melanie, pregnant lady. Interesting. You are just an enigma. Okay, continue. So, so anyways, uh, different conversation. That's a whole nother podcast we can come back for so then i started this t-shirt company and i started going to all these trade shows with these t-shirts and like the first trade show i went to i think i had like 30 shirts with me of like two designs two long sleeves and two short sleeves i was like four like that was it like that was the design and we ended up selling like 60 percent of them and i was like okay people like the brand so then I invested and started buying all the shirts and, you know, expanding the line and started growing it. And each trade show we were going to, we were, like, doing very well, but it was only, like, within the trade shows. I'm like, okay, we have to keep going to these trade shows. Mm-hmm. Well, then I got towards the end of my college career still pushing this product, still pushing this brand. And my work was like, hey, look, I want you to come, want to offer you a full-time position. I said, oh, excellent. They said, which that means you now have to start working Saturdays during tax season. So Tax season ruins everybody. Trade, this is just and, and, on the and, record. And, and it does. And, and <laughs> trade shows always occurred in the springtime during yeah. tax season. Right. And there was always on weekends. Probably on Saturdays, yes. On Saturdays. And these trade shows were not like, you know, in Mid-City. These trade shows no, were no. like in Thibodeau, Homa, you know, Boutique, like way out there yeah and like i would go like for the night and stay the night on friday or sometimes for like you know junior league show it was like a whole week and so i said i can't do both so unfortunately the sh- the brand had to stop i still have like 200 shirts so if anybody wants some shirts what's the, do you are you comfortable saying the brand name like oh, it's it off, like, off the pier off, off the, the pier, pier was okay. the name of the company is it like still existing online anywhere like, yeah where it's, people it's, can buy them? it's on instagram okay you can't so if you want it you have to like you can't I don't even know if I'm logged into the account on my phone. <laughs> You're really selling them. Uh, yeah, like, look, if you want them, just, just hit up the Patty G Show and say, hey, I want some shirts. I need those shrimp shirts. No, I need those shrimp shirts, right. And just go look at the Off the Pier. It's at Off the Pier on Instagram. Interesting. You, they can go, all the designs are still up there and all the pictures are still up there. You can go check out all the different shirts and everything. Well, maybe you can pick that back up at some point. Maybe. 
Maybe. Or maybe just, you know, let it, it had its time I, in the I sun. Think, I think it's had its time in the sun. The show is going to go some different route with some, some merch and collaborations. Nice. And I want to make a beer. Oh, my God. Please do. And then, like, <laughs> if you feel so inclined to sponsor me with your beer, you know, like, maybe that means I have to record some more episodes or we, something. Hey, we can chit-chat. Maybe that'll be a motivator <laughs> for you and me. <laughs> yes. I'm still waiting for, like, some beer company to just, like, drop some beer in my lap, which, you know... Hey, I, I did, know it's possible. I, I know it happened to you. It happened to me with with Michelob Ultra. We did it for six months. It was great. I know. I mean, like, I'm not gonna say I dislike Michelob Ultra because if they want to sponsor me, I'll definitely drink their beer. You got, you got a case, but right I there. will sit. Well, you see why it's not in the fridge? <laughs> why is it not in the fridge? Because I'm drinking Abitas instead. Ooh! Oh, got him. <laughs> um, just be careful with the big brands. You get locked into a contract and go and drink their beer. Mm, so, anyways, not gonna work for me. <laughs> So from there it was okay. I need something to scratch that entrepreneurial itch. Right. That does not require not have a time constraint. Right. Not have a place that's I have more flexible. To be. It's more flexible. Sure. I needed the flexibility. And all while I was at LSU, everybody kept saying, "I can't wait to leave Baton Rouge." Right. I can't wait to get out, go to Dallas or you know, Silicon Valley, New York, the big cities, because that's where the opportunity is. Opportunity is outside of Louisiana. I said, "You're wrong." So there's so much opportunity here. So many businesses here. And they said, we just don't see it. I said, okay, no problem. I'm going to start something, and I'm going to start showcasing all this. So all through LSU, I wasn't the studier, even though I somehow passed with a pretty decent GPA. Um, I was, like, in the middle of class, like, emailing people, like, trying to connect meetups, like, networking the entire four years at LSU, and then ended up adding a second bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship, being the first one to graduate with it. And so I was always meeting people for coffee or drinks or dinner, and I was like, why don't I just start recording these conversations? Because we're That's talking about exactly some pretty cool stuff. exactly how I started. It was like, man, that would have been so cool if I could have saved it. Exactly. I mean, this would have been so cool if I'd have been re- if I'd have recorded this. Yeah. And then Gary V said something that stuck with me. He's a legend. He said, you know, podcasting is going to be a new way for people to brand businesses. Mm. And I was like, oh, light bulb. But then he also said something else that kind of stuck with me on a more personal note was he's creating so much content and putting all that content out there which means it remains. So even once he dies, his kids, his grandkids, his great kid grandkids can go back and rewatch his legacy be built mm-hmm. and see what kind of a man he was, see what kind of a person he was throughout his business and personal dealings. And I was like, hold up. I was like, you mean I can put out something that if for whatever reason, if my life is cut short. It's like a time capsule, but a digital a, one. It's a digital time capsule that I've got all of my, you know, my heirs can go and look at all like mm-hmm. all my kids my grandkids they can all go look at it like and also if i'm not around my family for whatever reason because i'm busy with business they can also go and look at that and see what their son their brother is up to right within his his business dealings like so that's pretty cool you know from a personal standpoint from a business standpoint people can use this as advertising people can use this to market their brand to build well, just their to network get to, yeah just to get to know the brand like to get to know just, who they are yeah and i'm like okay great I can start doing that. And so then the first like 20 episodes were just straight from my immediate Rolodex mm-hmm. of people who I knew. And then the show started growing and people started saying yes more. And people were like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come sit down. Where is it filmed? Like, oh, it's at my house. We filmed on my screen porch. <laughs> Zicadas and all. Like, it's great. Yeah, but you still made it look good. Like, you always had, you had like some lighting back there and like. Yeah, so that was when we brought on Carl. Yeah. And so he brought the lighting for like, if you go back and look at like Jay's show, mm-hmm. like Jay's show was legit me, my iPhone, a fluffball mic. <laughs> And like my can light in my screen porch with two other mics that was using to record the audio separate from the video. 
so it was like my, were... it was like my iPhone yeah. fluffball mic, and like that was recording Facebook Live. Hey, but you got it done. I still need to have him on my show. That was supposed to happen a long time ago. Never did. But you reminded me. But I mean, that's so the whole point of podcasting was so appealing to me in the beginning because I was like, it's just one less thing to worry about with video. You know, like podcasting, I can be in my pajamas, whatever. It's so COVID friendly. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, but if I did the video component, I could just have like double the amount of content and just like put it in more places. But I, mean, I have oh. so much content from my shows. It's unreal. Yeah. Because yeah. you can split like any five second cut from any part of an hour episode. And, and it makes a great infinite. TikTok. Right. Yes, for but, sure. But for, in- for Facebook, it got to be three minutes. You got to be three minutes. You got to be HD to hit those metrics. Oh. See, you just know so much about these things. But then Twitter, you can only have two minutes and 35 seconds. So I can't use the same clip. You need to start your own social media platform. I'm thinking about it. Patty platform. The patty form. The pat form. The pat form. The pat form. There we go. I'll buy the website. I'll buy the URL tonight. (laughs) Please do. I love to buy domain names. I need to get into the domain flipping world because like. You need to. I need to. I know that's a thing. I just never. Chase does it. Does he? Chase, well, he, I say he does it. He bought uh, Ryan Doesn't Know because um, of Ryan, the guy who did, um, oh, I'm blanking right now, Dead, Deadpool. Oh, Ryan Gosling? No, not Ryan Gosling. Indian Ryan Deadpool? Reynolds. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, you're right. So, I get them confused. So but Ryan right. Reynolds has his own Snapchat show. Okay. Called Ryan Doesn't Know. Oh, snap. And he So Chase that. went and bought www.ryandoesntknow.com. His is Chase Doesn't yeah. Know. Yeah. And so he went and bought the URL, and like on the on the homepage, it's hilarious. It says, "Look, Ryan, if you want it, here's my email. I'll sell it to you." But now he's like, he said he's been getting emails to the website of people saying, "Hey, Ryan, you should. Co- I want to come on your show. You should try this." So right he now. needs to poach all those guests. And so now he's sending it. He's now he's DMing Ryan and saying, "Ryan, hey, I've got all these guests for a million dollar booking fee. I'll get them on your show." Oh my gosh. Wow. So for anyone listening, we're talking about Chase Weatherly, and I was on his podcast in January of 2019, and I still need to have him on mine, but like I said, I'm just now getting back into it. But it. he's got a podcast called Chase Doesn't Know um, that's pretty interesting as well. So fun. That's a fun fun tidbit, fun fact. Yeah. need to get into that domain flipping. But okay, well, I have officially finished my beer, and we're at a little bit over an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap this up, but I wanted to first ask you if you had any like thing that you wanted to promote – Add dollar free, because I just don't have the, the the patience right now to put together a package for you. So, you know, let me know what you have to promote. <laughs> the, the, pod, the the show, the Patty G Show. Yeah, the Patty G Show. Yeah, okay. Just, if people want to follow, like, email me. Look, I love feedback. Okay. Good or bad. But not, like, audio feedback, because that's bad. We don't want, like, feedback in our microphones. Oh, yeah, we don't want yeah. But, um, <laughs> Techie joke. <laughs> but you can you can send me audio messages on Anchor. People can send and record audio messages mm, if they so want. So it's like calling into the radio station. It's like it's like calling in. Look, and if you've got a good question, if what I I'm dabbling with the idea of releasing my lineup. So maybe I want some feedback on that. You maybe need to release my, that like a tour, like a may, festival may, yeah, maybe, lineup. May, okay, that's like a tour poster. All right, that's my ad free push. Okay, I want to know my. <laughs> I want to know if people would be interested in that. Would people be yeah. interested to and know like, the lineup? Tell us the dates so we can mark our calendars and know when the, it's like a it's like, like a festival, like a tour merch like would, thing. Like would people want to know that like 
Brandon Landry's coming on in the summertime. That'd be, people love that. Like, would people want to know something like that? Yes. Like, would people want to know, like, Chris Moe, the founder of Waiters, coming on yeah, in August? so you're just kind of like, leaking it here. You heard it here first, all yeah, 10 y- of y- you, yeah, however many y- listen. Yeah, the, the 10 people listening. Well, no, if I'm here, I'll bring big numbers, 11. Bring this bit. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and one of them will trail off That's what, what, five not, minutes in. Not 11, new. Just your 10 plus one. Oh, okay, so 21. <laughs> No, so like, would that be That's something exciting. of yes. interest to, to like so. release a Here's lineup? Here's the deal: podcasting, along with much of business, is in some ways about clout. It's about who can you get on your show. For me, it's about who can I photograph, who can I get a photo yeah. of. It's like almost like, like I'm paparazzi, like Drake. Yeah, I've still been done that. Like he's on my list. I got rejected to shoot him on my birthday, and it was just so sad. Um, anyways, but like it's about clout. Or no, so it's Kanye. like Kanye. That's who I that's photographed. Who Kanye. Kanye. Yes. Um, but Drake, I actually like really love Drake's music. I don't really listen to Kanye. How but many I'd... DMs you send him a day? To Drake? Yeah. Oh, never. To photograph him. I don't do DMs. Did you not hear this? <laughs> How many emails do you send him a day? <laughs> I don't have Champagne Poppy's email. Then DM Here, him. Here's also the thing. I've you said you do cold calls and stuff. I've never like done that. Like I don't really. Oh, it's it's it's, it's it is humbling. When you call 500 people in a uh-uh, row uh-uh. to tell them no, to have them tell you no, you like nothing fear. I'm I'm scared of talking to nobody now. No, I have only ever, like, sent emails to, like, PR people or bands, like, pitching myself, like, if I'm working on behalf of a publication, like, hey, I'm reaching out on behalf of so-and-so to photograph your show. Can I have two oh, tickets, photo pass, blah, blah, blah. I've never cold called or been like, hey, can I'm do what you, you want. hire me? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, so what I was going to say, though, is, like, everyone in some level, like, it's about clout. It's about who can you have on your show? Who can you, like, who liked your photo? Like, who, yeah. like whatever. Well, who so, commented it? Well, and, and the beauty of, on that note of clout, the beauty of that is the show... The Patty G Show is now in person. So I'm now starting to encourage people to come out right. and watch and attend. So, like, we've had a couple of shows. We've had oh, like so you have, like, eight. live shows, you're saying? Okay. Oh, yeah, you know. So everything's done. Like, currently oh. we're doing it at Earl's, right? Right, right. So people can come out to Earl's and watch, and watch the show. Live. Interesting. Okay. So, so, like, on... You should sell tickets to that. <laughs> Again, a whole nother, con- a whole nother conversation so many of, ways of, to monetize. Of, plans, of plans we've got down the line. I can't, like, do anything without, like, thinking about how to monetize it. It is, like, my cross to bear in this And life. that's, so, another, an idea we have. I guess it's an have, entrepreneurship problem, it's, it's, right? it's an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Yep. So, like, an idea we have is to do something like that. Live shows with food trucks. That's ticketed, right? But, not, but like, This sounds five, like a conference. like, five If you want to. Well, not a, not a, not a full-on conference. Yeah, but, like, keynote speaker. Type vibes. Maybe we were. Like I, was thinking, I was thinking more like pitch competition to start off, and then you sit down for the show. Okay. And so, if, if for example, like if we have somebody a big name coming in who I know invests in the community, like hey, let's do like a, a real quick pitch competition. Have five people get up there; they get four minutes. Go. And then if so they so Shark Tank vibes. So like oh straight up, but like but no <laughs> Q and A. Just like you get up and pitch. Yeah. And like if somebody wants to ask you a question, they go up to you after the, They go up to you after. Sounds very stressful. Like, once again, I've never pitched or, like, cold called or anything. Uh, and everyone's always like, oh, how do you get, like, your jobs? I'm like, I just sit at home and wait for my email to, like, ding. <laughs> like, that's literally how I get hired. I've never, like, really reached out to anyone. Yeah, so you got to have somebody get out there for you. Yeah, I need a PR person. Like, You need an intern. I need an unpaid intern because I'm not LSU rolling in the offers dough. it. I know. I have an unpaid intern. I have been thinking about that. But I also, like, they'd they have to, like, sit my, here at my house and my watch TikTok. me, like, Fold laundry and take Ringo out, and no, then just have them say edit some you, pics. You and... find somebody in like a PR or communication or marketing degree at a, at LSU. You can offer them up to six course credits to be a free intern for you, and then you say, "Hey, what I need from you is to contact as many people as you can, emailing them as my assistant or as my intern, 
and put me in contact with them. And that's their job. They don't have to come and sit. I've had people ask to be my intern, but they're like, can I like come with you to like the national championship and like sit on the sidelines with you and take pictures with you? And I'm like, no. Like, I don't even know if I even have a photo pass for this thing. You want, like, you want to handle all my bookings people, and my, my airfare? People, people love to be like, hey, can like if you ever need someone to hold your camera back at a concert, I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Like, I'm barely even cleared to be there myself. Like, I can't just like bring yeah. some random person. Also, who are you? Like, you have, <laughs> once again, the confidence to ask someone like. People got confidence. I don't know. But, Okay. Ending on that note, like I said, plug yourself. You said visit uh, the Patty G Show. Where they, can they find you, listen to you, everywhere? They can iTunes, listen, Spotify, they can, everywhere? I, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, YouTube because of your video component. YouTube. Yeah, I'm really pushing YouTube. So okay. go to the YouTube page, subscribe. I need subscribers so I can go okay. live. I'll go do that right now if I haven't yet. Yes, I need, I need, I need subscribers. But yeah, we're on... Apple, uh, we just got on Pandora, which is fun. That's cool. We're on Amazon Music, and we're about to be on Talk 107.3. Nice. I um, I was doing the radio show with Jay for a little while, and then it kind of ended with COVID, so I'll have to get back into listening to that. Let's see. I'm looking for you right now on YouTube, and... It does not come up. <laughs> no, it, there it is. It does? Subscribed. Yep. What? Well, bam. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming over and drinking a beer with me and chatting oh, it up. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, um, you know, straight up cold calling me on Twitter and getting me out of my podcast slump. <laughs> and I really look forward to see your show grow even more and more. I mean, like, you have a lot of episodes up there. Like, a lot of people I know, a lot of people who've been on this show, too. Like, I just love seeing yeah, it. it's awesome. Just, like, people in the Baton Rouge world, like, movers and shakers. and. Yeah, look, if anyone needs some motivation to get out of their slump, hit me up. No, just go listen to his show. Like or listen every to the show. episode has like a different great entrepreneur story, you know? So I really appreciate you coming on and getting to talk to you some more. Thank you for having me. This is great. Hey y'all, thanks so much for tuning in to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast for creatives. As always, everything we talked about in today's episode will be linked online in the show notes at do what you want If you've enjoyed today's episode or if this show has given you any value in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Keep up with me at Jordan Heffler everywhere online and www.jordanheffler.com. Do What You Want Radio is a podcast that falls under the Do What You Want Club umbrella. To learn more about Do What You Want Club, the idea behind it, and the online workshops that are available, visit dowhatyouwant.club and follow on Instagram at dowhatyouwantclub. Thanks so much for all of your support and for listening to the show. I'll see you next time.